0: bundled savings variant are not available in every state coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions
1: warning this product contains nicotine nicotine is an addictive chemical black buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco if you're an adult age 21 and older around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. The Three and Out podcast is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There is no better place to bet every moment more than with FanDuel. With football ending, we have the NBA rolling, March Madness right around the corner, and my personal favorite, betting on the PGA Tour. I cannot recommend it enough. You get winnings fast, and winnings are also delivered in under two hours. It's a fun to combine multiple bets from the same game parlay. No big deal. NBA, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson. That would be what I would do. If you are new, just download the FanDuel app. To get started now, sign up with promo code Colin so they know we sent you. Okay, it's a little weekend mailbag time. At John Middlecoff is the Instagram three and out podcast. Here we go. Little weekend content. No big deal. Working for the people grinding on the weekend. Actually, not really. I'm recording this on Thursday afternoon, but you know, the great part about podcasts when you do mailbags, they are what they call in the business little evergreen. So at John Middlecoff is the Instagram fire into those direct messages and get your question answered here by me. Hey, John. You may have some familiarity since it is golf related. The Corn Ferry Tour this weekend where I live and I would like to go experience it. I don't follow golf closely. Is there any players in the Corn Ferry Tour that I should watch as the next star to leap up to the PGA Tour? I'll be completely candid on this one. I don't follow the Corn Ferry Tour uh, really at all. Uh, when guys make the jump, like last week, Davis Riley, who almost won the tournament, was a former Corn Fairy guy, Uh, then I get to know them. I, I, I treat the Corn Fairy a lot like I do minor league baseball. Unless I know you personally, I just do not care. Get to the big leagues, strike guys out, hit some home runs, then I'm into you. Get to the PGA Tour, you look like a good player, I'm into you. Unless you're like a heralded Tiger Woods who didn't have to go Phil Mickelson, but like, Colin Morikawa, Victor Hovland, even those guys doesn't feel like. Do they spend any time on the Corn Ferry Tour? I, I'm I'm not locked in. I say it all the time. I, I watch pro sports for the stars. I, I I'm not doing this. This isn't a passion project for me. I I, I enjoy. I watch golf for John Rahm, Kepka, and Colin Morikawa. I watch the NFL for Brady Rogers and Mahomes. I'm watching baseball for you know Bryce Harper and Buster Posey and Garrett Cole. Is Garrett Hall even a star? I kind of struggled last year, but you know what I mean, right? I watched the NBA for Curry and Giannis and Kevin Durant. I just, I would just go have some drinks, enjoy it. I mean, they'll look good. They score, they, uh, all those guys can go really low, but long winded way of saying, yeah, I'm not really into minor league golf. I do respect the shit out of the guys. Same thing with minor league baseball, the Corn Ferry Tour golf guys, uh, anyone on an NFL practice squad. The grind is real, it's very, very hard. I have nothing but admiration. I mean, I'm tongue-in-cheek with this in the sense like I'm not paying attention, but it's not because I don't respect the hell out of any human being in any business chasing their dreams, grinding away, especially, you know, like it's one thing to like be some financial analyst and it takes you 15 years and then you get over the hump. Like in pro sports, you can be on practice squad for six years and never play in an NFL game. You could be in the minors for your whole career, never get to the big leagues. You could be an elite golfer and never get to the PGA Tour. So I, I, I respect, admire, uh, tip my hat to all these guys grinding away at the lowest levels of of pro sports, trying to uh, you know reach their dream. You've been playing sports, most of these guys, whatever the sport is, your entire life. You know, you just you want to get to the mountaintop. Most people are not Tom Brady or John Rom. Right, most guys are average pros. Well, they're not average relative to me and you, but relative to the pros. Andrew. My question is, who do you think is the best backup in the NFL? And if they went to the dynamic team, like the Chiefs to the Browns with a lot of weapons, could they be successful because of our weapons around them and the surplus of wide receiver talent? Uh, best backup in the NFL. I It was Teddy Bridgewater for a couple years. I think it was Marcus Mariota. You know, I think it's the guy that's, probably even as a starting quarterback, would be in the 20s. And as a backup quarterback, he's in the 20s. If Marcus Mariota started full-time for the Chiefs, I think they could win eight games, nine games, but they would not be the powerhouse that they were. And honestly, they might not. I mean, if their defense isn't playing well, they could win six or seven. Just so I, I would say we saw with Teddy Bridgewater when he took over for Drew Brees, right, they went, whatever, six and one or six and O oh during his time a couple years back when Drew hurt thumb. So, I, I would say the best backup would struggle to be make the playoffs. Might be a little easier now with the seven seeds. But you see when backup quarterbacks start on bad teams, Teddy Bridgewater, for example, Sam Darnold now, they're terrible. So, now with a good team, a good coach, they would be better. But how much better? Usually they turn the ball over. Here's the thing. Everyone thought Denver was good. And Teddy Bridgewater couldn't sniff being a consistent winner there. And Russell Wilson goes there and everyone thinks they're going to be awesome. It's not like their roster changed that much. Love the show. What do you make of the Chiefs offseason moves? As a fan, it's hard not to overreact to the rest of the AFC making substantial moves, uh, particularly with the pass rushers. Be well, thanks. Well, shit, this Tyreek news just compounds all of it. Yeah, I talked about it earlier. I mean, I just think you got to be, as long as you got Andy and Patrick Mahomes, like every team in the division would trade for that. Every owner in the division would trade for that. I mean, obviously, like Derek Carr, Josh wouldn't trade themselves. But you know what I mean? I I would feel okay. You might have to take a step back this year, maybe win 10 games to take three steps forward in a year. But Google Andy's career resume, right? I'd feel pretty confident if I were you that you guys ain't going anywhere. First thing, as a Raiders fan, I couldn't be more happy about Hill leaving the Chiefs. I hope their season ends in misery. My question is, what are your thoughts for the first time in Mahomes' career not having multiple all-pro talented receiving options? And do you think it's a pivotal year for him to prove he can continue to dominate the league number-wise? He's obviously a beast and an MVP Super Bowl champion, more so a general going forward with his $50 million quarterback. Yeah, I think whenever you get paid a lot of money, there's pressure on you every year. Mahomes... You know, the wind blows the the hardest at the top of the mountaintop. He's at the top of the mountaintop, right? Once Josh Allen gets all that money, everyone's gunning for him, right? People have been gunning for Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady for decades. It's just part of the deal. So, yeah, they add, as of recording this, they add the dude from Green Bay, uh, Valdez Scantling. Rumors are they're trying to trade for LaVisca Chenault, who's, you know, kind of a versatile player from from the Jags, who played at Colorado, who's kind of... I would say a Debo-like player. You know, he's. you can line him up in the backfield. You put him in the slot. You put him outside. He gets injured a lot, but he's very talented. Um, I'm sure they'll draft a guy. They're, they're going to have a bunch of talent on offense. Clyde's a good player. They'll add another running back, I'm sure. They'll, they'll be fine. Just found out that Tyreek is on his way to Miami, and I was wondering what your thoughts are and his arrival does for the team. Are they an automatic AFC contenders now? Obviously, the jury is out on Tua, but he should look a lot better with all the weapons around him. Waddle, Hill, Mozart, Edmonds. Also, let me know if you have any internships or assistant jobs available. I'd love to come work for you. I need to eventually get an assistant. I'm not the most organized guy with emails. Like, I delete a lot of emails. Then I realize I'm looking for something that's in my trash. Uh, I would love to just have a secretary. Just right now, the way my operation is set up, I don't necessarily need one. But, you know... Business keeps going like it's going. Maybe we're a year or two away from that. Um, maybe get an office and live like a normal hurt person. What was your question? Uh, Miami contenders? No, could they compete for a wild card spot? For sure. Now they have the last couple years, right? I guess last season they started one and seven, but they ended up nine and eight. The previous year they were right there. They were right there with Fitz. Um, so I, I think you guys are in good good roster at least. Hypothetical for you. Which quarterback 25 and under would you see best fit for Shanahan's offense given the weapons they currently have? Taking ability, personality, clutchness, demeanor. My take, Herbert. Uh, That was Kyle's take on the Instagram. My take, Herbert as well. I think they would go with Justin Herbert. I think Justin Herbert fits in any scheme. I think every single team in the league without Mahomes and Josh Allen would take Justin Herbert. The Broncos would rather have Rus- Justin Herbert than Russell Wilson. The Packers... Uh, given the money, would rather have Justin Herbert than Aaron Rodgers. Now, <clears throat> Aaron's better, but you know what I mean, factoring in age and stuff. I just watched one of your YouTube videos, How to Become an NFL Scout. Becoming a scout has been a long time dream of mine. I'm really passionate about the game of football. I'm 19 years old. I'm from the island, Bermuda, but I got to experience a bit of ball when I was out in Texas for two years in boarding school. Rich kid. Maybe not. I don't know. I pl- my dad used to always threaten for me to go to boarding school. Actually, military school, not boarding school. Military school. You know, I thought I was a little bit of a troublemaker in my youth. I always called his bluff. You know, I didn't think he wanted to pay for it. And he didn't. And I went to public school. But that was a threat often in the Middlecoff house whenever I'd uh, ruffle some feathers. John, we're going to send you to military school. Say like, sure. You ain't cutting that check. Never did. But that was always a threat on the table. I plan on going to Blinn College. I took a gap year this year and took only one course, that being psychology. I'm pretty lost when it comes to finding the right path to take in order to fulfill my dreams. Is there any way you could possibly help me? My email. I, I, my biggest advice would be, I, I, I've never heard of Blinn College, to be completely uh, honest. I don't even, I mean, most people probably haven't. I, I would just try to get involved in football. Coach high school, get involved in college football. You got to get your foot in the door with football. Like in any business, you just got to dive in. You can talk about it. You can study it. But eventually, you got to work in it, right? If you love stocks, you love finance. If you want to work in finance, eventually, you just got to get a job in finance. You got to start managing some people's money. You can't just study and read, you know, academia on it. You eventually got to do it. So I would just find a way to get involved however you can. I don't know exactly where geographically you are. uh, But yeah, I, I would do that. That would be my advice to you. Long time listener, first time DMer. I wanted to get your opinion on a website I've created. I made it about a year ago and it's football related, and I've put a lot of time and effort into it. I've uploaded a lot of scouting reports and will be doing more up until the draft. And since you're a former scout, your opinion and suggestions would greatly be valuable. The link is NFL Intellect. Give you a little pub here NFLintellect.com. If you don't have time to check it out, it's not a big deal. I just thought I'd ask. Anyway, you know what I? You know, here's my recommendation. In 2011, this would have been a great idea, and you could have blown up NFL Intellect and made it a big deal. I would go to video. I think that's where the consumer is. I think the consumer under 40 is less likely to read that. I would start a YouTube channel, and I would start a, an Instagram that was NFL Intellect or whatever you want to call it, if you like that name. Um, which don't I don't hate it, but little you know. You know, can the average guy spell it probably a little hard? That's why I I went with go low and three and out. They're just easy. I would say the easiest you could ever make a brand name. It's always beneficial for you. But I would do video stuff. And not necessarily like show their highlights, but just talk about the player, read your report. I would do that over starting the website. And I know, like you said, you can still do the website and put everything up there. But I, I would be in video as much as I would the written word. I think it's very, very important moving forward over the next deca- decade. Again, I'm not. I understand how hard websites are put together, uh, writing reports. I've written a million of them in my day. It takes a lot of time, but I, I, I think the uh, the cash and the if the consumer is in the video, Instagram. I, I would, I would dabble in that. That would be my recommendation. Good luck to you. Bet $5 to get $150. Right now, FanDuel Sportsbook is giving new customers $150. Instant bonus. Guaranteed. That's right. You get $150 in bonus site credit, and all you have to do is place your first bet of $5 or more. How do you bet the bracket? Is up to you. How can you choose the money line, the totals, the prop bets, and so much more? You can choose the money line, the prop bets, the totals. You can do it all yourself. Which team would you like to take a chance on? Me, I like Tennessee, I like UCLA, and I like Arizona. So I would hammer those teams throughout the tournament. Plus, with cash out, the ball's in your court, so you can close out your bet whenever you want before the game is over. Join FanDuel today with promo code Colin, then you can place your $5 bet to score $150 in bonus site credit, guaranteed. That's promo code Colin on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. 21 and present in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Refund issued as non withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max refund $10. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Same game parlay available for multiple sports in all states on mobile and web. Gambling problem, call 1 800 Next Step or text Next Step to 533 42 Arizona 1 800 Gambler or visit fanduel.com slash RG, Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Michigan, Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789, Tennessee. Visit www.1800gambler.net, West Virginia.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage,
1: making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Sometimes it's a struggle between buying what you want over buying what you need. But with the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can do both. You earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you can earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like those new golf clubs you've been eyeing, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a divot repair tool for after you've torn up your lawn. Let's try that again. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like workout equipment for your home, and then earn 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller to soothe your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are. With unlimited 2% cash rewards, the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only? exclusions apply have a question regarding a player for the 2023 draft i'm in my mid-20s and a guy in alabama and my family has had season tickets for alabama games since right before saban era began you got in a good time with that being said i've seen all the great players during his 10-year play and when i watch will anderson he just stands out from everyone else i've seen i think he's a top two or three player of the saban era and I believe he's going to be a game changer in the league for a long time. Obviously, he's going to go high in the draft, but I'm curious what scouts think of him at the next level because he's a better 4-3 as opposed to a stand-up 3-4 outside linebacker. Just wanted to get your thoughts. I would say that Will Anderson, if he was been draft eligible in this draft class, would have been the number one pick in this draft by a country mile. It would have been Will Anderson, a large gap, and then that next group of guys, whoever that turns out to be. I'm with you. He is an elite player. He looks like Vaughn Miller, you know, meets Miles Garrett, meets like Luke Kuechly or something. I mean, he's he's an elite player. And from a couple buddies of mine that go through there, I've heard he's an elite guy. Uh, so I'm with you. You know, it's, it's crazy. How does Nick Saban constantly one-up himself? He did. I'm pretty sure if memory serves me correctly, Will Anderson is from Georgia. So think about that. I mean, you don't think Kirby Smart wanted him? I think he is going to be an all-time great player. Obviously, to me, there's only one thing that can slow him down, and that's health, which you could say for basically any great player, right? There's randomness in that. Elite. Uh, You you could be a scout. (laughs) Will Anderson can play. Uh, with the resigning of Jameis recently cleared cap space how do you think the Saints will fare when they're able to land some more pieces during free agency I realize they have limits with Jameis and losing Peyton but they have proven to be have Brady's number and the Falcons and Panthers are what they are do you think they have a chance to take the NFC South and make a playoff run in the now weaker NFC show the tourist on HBO was awesome Reservoir Dogs another great one uh, Reservoir Dogs great great movie I haven't seen the tourist I would say that you lost Sean Payton. I mean, that's, that's an enormous loss. So when you guys kicked the crap out of Tom Brady for years, like I, I, to me, Sean Payton plays a role there. And you remove him, I, I can't just assume you're going to be as good as you've been. Now, can you compete to make a wild card? For sure. But do I think you can take the South? I do not. Not with Tom Brady still there. Uh, yeah, just I, I, I don't. I think you guys get worse by losing the coach which I don't know how anyone could disagree. Dennis Allen's been a coach one time. Now it was for a terrible team and he was bad. And Sean Payton is a $15 million coach for a reason. Cause he's a baller Eagles fan. Where would you rank hurts in this year's draft class? Would you risk potentially messing up locker room, drafting a quarterback when hurts has lots of respect from the teammates? The Eagles aren't going to draft a quarterback. So no, I, I would not draft any of these guys. Um, uh, I mean, Hurts coming out of college, I'd put him in this class like somewhere, you know, near the top. A couple guys would be above him. Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis, more physically gifted. Ritter, you know, but I'm not a huge Jalen Hurts guy. So, you're, you're, you know, you're talking to someone that's not his biggest believer. But I wouldn't draft any of these guys over keeping him, which I'm pretty sure how he hasn't told me this. I haven't talked to him in a while, but I think they're cool with just starting Jalen this year. What do you think the biggest negative about the NFL becoming more of a player's first league? More players refusing to play under franchise tags, hitting out games, ETC. I mean, that's always happened. Guys have held out forever. Uh, Guys have refused to play under franchise tags forever. Uh, A lot of the guys getting traded while they're younger, you know, 28, 29. They're on their third contract. Part of it is Tyreek and Devontae came into the league at like 21 years old. So, you know, forever guys have been traded, you know, I'd say Russell's a pretty unique scenario. Guys like Carson, you know, once teams don't really like him, have always moved teams. I to me, we're still a little bit a ways before I throw up the red flag NBA style. Because ultimately, you know, the, the core players for the most part stay on the team for six, seven, eight years. Right? Devontae Adams was on the Packers since 2014. Kevin Durant's had like three teams in four years. Right? Russell Westbrook's been on seven teams. You know, the, the guys in the NBA, which is a player first league, and it always has been, move teams at such a rapid rate. Like, ultimately, the Bears chose to trade Khalil Mack. He didn't want to trade, right? Trent Williams played on the football team squad forever until he demanded a trade. So I I think we're still a little ways away. But yeah, there, there might be something there, to something to keep an eye on. <clears throat> Part of it, though, is like, If someone can pay me $28 million and my team's only offered me $18 million a year, I think we all would want to take the money, especially like Tyreek's already won a Super Bowl. My understanding is the Colts were ultimately scared off by the limitations of not being able to do offseason workouts with Jimmy. I also understand about the other dominoes needing to fall before Jimmy, Aaron Rodgers, Brady, Wilson, ETC. However, after those dominoes fell, I just don't get it. Twitter's a dumpster fire half the time and says he sucks. He doesn't. I get that he'd be considered a mid-tier quarterback and I'm realistic about the fact that he's often injured. Where are the injuries a bigger deal than others? Why are his injuries a bigger deal than others? The intangibles with Jimmy are big and I think those should be coveted, but they don't seem to be right now. Half of the QBs being traded by all accounts are either not great people or poor leaders. Any idea why he's taking tanking so bad? Has anyone heard anything from his camp? Well, he isn't just, I mean, he's always injured. He Matt Ryan's missed like two games in his career. Jimmy Garoppolo's missed eight and a half games the last two seasons. He's literally hurt right now. Other thing with Jimmy Garoppolo, his salary is $27 million. Matt Ryan's salary earns less this year. Think about that. Jimmy makes a lot of money. A lot of money. Intangibles are awesome. The other thing, if I was trading for Jimmy... I'd go, well, is Kyle Shanahan my coach? The answer would be no. Do we got Trent Williams, Debo, George Kittle? More than likely not. So I I think there are just some question marks. Like if I was the Colts, I would rather have Matt Ryan than Jimmy Garoppolo. Hard to blame them at all. Now, if I'm the Panthers, would I rather have Jimmy than Sam Darnold? For sure. And one thing, I just, Sam Darnold straight up for Jimmy, and they eat some Sam Darnold money. Might be on the table. Maybe. Thoughts on all four teams of the AFC West making the playoffs. I just think it's borderline impossible. I mean, they all have playoff level teams and rosters, but one of these teams is winning eight or nine games and is going to miss the playoffs because the AFC North is loaded. The Colts now should be a playoff contender. I mean, they were last year. The Titans aren't going anywhere. The, the uh, obviously the Bills, the Patriots made the playoffs any year, last year. They're not going away. Dolphins could be feisty. I, I think it's just impossible. It's just a numbers game. Uh, the likelihood that every team in the division is going to win 10 games. It just doesn't add up. Check out MotoGP Unlimited on Amazon. It's a fantastic look at the series and racers. P.S. Avoid the 4K version and turn the dubs off. Sounds pretty complicated. I got to give the F1 series credit. I I don't watch any Formula One. Like I'm not getting up early on Sunday. No, I don't think it's that early. It's like 7, 8 in the morning. But the races don't actually do that much for me. But the Formula One Netflix show is absolutely fantastic. You can't turn it on and at minimum watch like two episodes. It is just so well done. The dynamics of the drivers, of like the team, essentially is like the coach, GM. Those guys talk some shit about each other. It is such an elite product. That, is, that might be some of Netflix's best stuff they've ever done. Or whoever, you know, created that. You know, Netflix obviously financed it, but it is, it's an elite product. And I don't care about racing at all. And I am just Verstappen and Lewis and, you know, Ricardo and Mercedes. I ordered a Ferrari hat the other day. I was like, you know, I want to pick a team. Ferrari's kind of on the comeback. I kind of like the Ferrari symbol. I've always liked Ferraris, though I'd never buy one, even if I had unlimited money. I'm not, that doesn't, I'm not really that into cars, but... Ferraris aren't pretty sweet, but the, I love the logo. Uh, so I went on like uh, typed into Google. I'm like, I want what's the Ferrari logo cost you? And the Puma bought a thirty five dollar hat just because of Netflix. I never in a million years would have just randomly done that if it wasn't for the Netflix special. Just wanted to say that I listened to the pod this morning and I thought your Deshaun Brown stance was the best I've heard from anyone in the media. You know, Zach, I agree. I really think Cleveland was desperate, especially considering no one knows exactly what's going to happen with Deshaun. Congrats on success. Keep up the good work. Yeah, there was a story today, came out you know, Thursday that I guess the grand jury decided on another set of counts they're not going to do charges. To me, there was, I saw a tweet today that there was like a Cleveland Hall of Fame and uh, Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski were supposed to attend. And I think they had been committed to attend, pro- I mean, who knows, probably since like December, right, or January. They both pulled out. So anytime, think about this, you make the biggest trade in franchise history, you sign the biggest contract in franchise history for a quarterback, and you have to hide? You have to hide. Doesn't that tell you everything you need to know? Like, it's not an ideal situation. Now, I I get it. They were desperate. He's an elite player, you know, but shows you, you know, they, they know what they're kind of in bed with right now. It's not an ideal situation for them. Again, they're hiding after doing something that in most people, right, when you trade for Russell Wilson, Denver's throwing a party. The Raiders, I haven't met a Raider fan that isn't beaming ear to ear. It's like a celebration. If Josh McDaniels right now walked in the East Bay, where I live, like in kind of Oakland Raider territory, I mean, everyone would give him a hug. You just got Devontae Adams. You got Tyreek Hill. You traded for Russell Wilson. You know... You trade for Deshaun Watson, you have to hide. Think how crazy that is. I mean, it's nuts. It's like the Augusta. Like Phil, you're not welcome at Augusta. This guys won the Masters three times, but he's not welcome there right now. Clearly, like Phil, we don't want you around. Like there are certain things, like certain stories. Sometimes I think it's we can be hyperbolic and think some things are bigger than others. Like no, Devonte Adams getting traded, Deshaun Watson getting traded, Phil Mickelson not allowed at the Masters. Like some of these things are pretty fucking crazy. It's like, that is Tyreek Hill getting traded? Like, that's just nuts. You know, you can argue Khalil Mack, you know, older player, big contract. Like, that's not that crazy. But some of these things are like, wow, that's nuts. Okay, last one. Chad, as a talent evaluator, as Italian evaluator, I am. When you take the knowledge of how important special teams ends are, coupled with the hit rate of fifth, sixth, and seventh rounders, why wouldn't you take the top punter or kicker from college every year with one of your late picks? Well, what if you already had, like, trying to think of it, like, why would the Ravens take a punter or kicker if their kicker and punter are sweet? Like, if your kicker and punter are good, why would you waste a pick on that? Especially if their guy's under contract, they're not making any money. Now, you could argue if your kicker and punter are bad, yeah, but the hit rate on a kicker and punter is not that high. A lot of people miss on those picks. Pretty sure Justin Tucker's an undrafted free agent. And remember the dude that Jason Light drafted? uh, The dude from Florida State? They cut him in like two years. Robert Aguayo, second round pick. So it's just, it's like drafting guards or tight ends or quarterbacks. I mean, it's a crapshoot. So if you have a good kicker and punter, there's no reason to draft a kicker and punter. Now, if you don't, then yeah, I'd be open to drafting a kicker and punter but they're just as likely to not be good as normal position players are. Because we literally saw Aguayo, who was the greatest college kicker in the history of the sport, be one of the biggest busts we've ever seen. And part of it with kicking and punting is mental. So if you lose you know, your confidence or whatever, your career could just be over. But I, I, I like you thinking outside the box there, Chad. Adios, that'll do it. I just looked at a DM that probably wasn't appropriate to read. Uh, You guys have a good weekend And uh, if you're listening to this on Sunday Hope you don't have a case of the Mondays Peace Are you looking for the hottest gambling advice out there? Check out the Moneyline Monaco podcast powered by FanDuel. Every weekday, our guy Alex Monaco will give you his best bets, including game picks, props, same game parlays, and much more. Monaco is in another groove and has won nearly 60% of his bets all time. So don't miss your chance to make some money by downloading the Moneyline Monaco wherever you get
0: your podcast. only on the Volumes Podcast Network.